December 1938, the Toronto Argonauts beat the Winnipeg Blue Bombers to win the 26th Great Cup of Canadian Football. Actor John Voight, star of Anaconda, is born. And Superman joins the circus. Yep, that's pretty much the gist of what happens in the latest issue of Action Comics. Oh, what a beautiful morning. Oh, what a beautiful day. Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome to another very special episode of Reaction Comics, where today I'm talking about Action Comics number seven from December 1938. Folks, let's jump right into it. First, of course, I like to talk about the cover of what Action Comics is, because early on, Action Comics had a bunch of stories in it, and just so happened that one of those stories would be Superman. So the cover would not necessarily uh, represent the Superman story. It could be another story going on. But in the app that I have, I'm only seeing the Superman story. Um, So the cover, I always try to guess, you know, what the story might be. But, my friends just so happens that Action Comics number seven has Superman on the cover. It looks like this is from like the first, is the first or second story where he's dragging that guy through the city, uh, holding him by the foot. Remember, he's like, let go of my arm, and he grabbed him by the leg instead, and I think he carried him to the Capitol. Remember, I think it was the guy starting the war, if I'm correct. Um, So it looks like it's kind of a, a redrawing of that with a little better detail. Uh, and in the corner, there's a little little uh, label that says Superman appearing in this and every issue. So they're reminding you, look, even when he's not on the cover, Superman is still in this book. This is the book to buy. Uh, this is the only place you're going to see Superman, you know, for now. But um, yeah, that's what's going on in the cover. And why don't we jump right into the story? The first frame is always uh, like a little splash. It's something happening. Uh, sometimes it's action. Sometimes it's just a photo, a, a photo. It's just a drawing of Superman. Uh, and that's what's going on in this case. We have a drawing of Superman who is holding a what looks like a town car or a subway over his head. There, are, It is filled with people who I'm assuming are frightened because I have no, no idea why Superman's holding this this train car. I don't know if it's a trolley, a subway. He's just holding it over his head, showing off, I guess. I mean, people are inside. There are definitely people in there. I don't see any sort of danger or distress going on. I just see this uh, guy showing off and holding these people up over his head. Um, one thing I noticed with this is that it says Superman by Jerome Siegel and Joe Schuster, and then it says um, Registered U.S. Patent Office. And I have to be honest, maybe it's been there for all the entire time, but this is the first time I've noticed it. Uh, so I don't know if this is like all of a sudden they patented and got a trademark for Superman. Um, but it, it was probably there already. And um, in this first box, it's just uh, first 
like panel we see, it's just like another description of Superman, kind of catching you up of who this guy is. It says, friend of the helpless and oppressed is Superman, a man possessing the strength of a dozen Samsons, lifting and rending, rending, gigantic weights, vaulting over skyscrapers, racing a bullet, possessing a skin impenetrable to even steel, are his physical assets used in his one-man battle against evil and justice. That, that just rolls right off the tongue. So this is Action Comics number seven. Um, and I have to be honest, I think today was the first time I read this. I swear I've been, like, I, I was reading maybe, I thought I read like 13 or 14 before I decided to do the podcast, then I've gone back and reread them. But reading this one today, I'm like, I don't, did I accidentally skip this one? Uh, it opens up in the newspaper, and um, there's a guy there named Curly, and he works for the paper. I don't know what he does. Uh, he just he he wears like a yellow uh, jacket and a bow tie, and he seems to be a dick because he's like he's talking about Clark Kent and how how wimpy he is, and he's like he's so meek. I'll show you what I mean. And and Lois, even though Lois has been really jerky to Clark in these previous issues, he's like, come on, don't don't be a jerk, Curly. And he's like, hey, Clark, how you doing? Come over here, Clark. Uh, and he plays with his tie. And he's like, hey, your tie's out, your tie's out. And Clark's like, oh, is it? Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for letting me know. Like, he's really just not um, not putting up any fight or any bother. And he's like, see? He's like, anybody else would have just punched me, but not Clark Kent. He actually thanked me. Oh, boy, it's so much fun. I think I'll do it again. And even the other people, they're like, oh, come on, lay off the poor guy. But he does it again. He just he's like messing with with Clark by pulling his tie out. I guess that's that's a major prank in 1938. And Lois is like, someone ought to cure Curly of that tie jerking habit of his. It's annoying the way Clark lets him get away with it. So she's annoyed that Clark lets him get away with it. She's annoyed by Curly. She's annoyed by everybody. But um. Yeah, we don't really deal with that again for a while. Uh, but Clark, it says, it says Lois rescues Clark from that pestifus, pestiferous, pestiferous, pestiferous. That must be a word. Pestiferous curly. That's quite a word they chose here. Boss wants to see you in the office. Better hurry. He's like, you can be certain I will. And um, Boss has a, has a story for old Clark to... Uh, to attend to seems the Jordan circus opens in town this afternoon and he thinks it'd be a good idea for them to interview the owner. Clark's like, I'll see him at once. A circus is opening in town and they're sending one of their main reporters to cover it, to interview the owner. News is different in, um, 1938 in this town. Uh, as Clark Nears the owner's wagons of the circus lot, he hears voices raised inside. Ooh, he sounds like there's an argument. He's like, I better wait before entering. So he kind of waits outside and uses his super hearing to peep. And it looks like, here's, the, here's what's basically happening. There's a guy who runs the, sor- the circus, Jordan. And there's this other dude who is uh, trying to become his partner. He's like, you better take my offer or else. And he's like, take you in as a partner? The blaze as I would. Uh, he's like, you have no choice. He goes, my notes are coming due and you haven't the money to pay. So he must have taken a loan out, I guess, from this guy. So he's like, you either take me in his apartment or you partner or you lose everything. 
And he's like, I will never take you, Derek Niles. He's letting us know the guy's name. I will, I, if I lose anything, I would lose everything if I took you in as a partner, including my self-respect. And Niles is like, well, if you expect to raise money from performances, Jordan, you're daffy. People are staying away in droves. Like, we'll see about that. Now get out of here. So this guy has a failed circus, and yet he brought it to town, I guess, to fail some more. I don't know. It's in town, and it seems like this guy, here's the crazy thing. It's a failed circus, so this guy wants to be a partner in a failed circus. He, The owner owes him money, and his only, like, his main solution is, I know, I'll be a partner in your failed business. That'll solve everything. So this guy, Niles, leaves the office, the, uh, the, whatever the, the little wagon that the, um, owner is in his little wagon. I can't think of a, a, a better term. That's what it is. It's a little wagon. And he, he bumps into to Superman, Clark Kent. Clark's like, pardon me. And the other guy's like, you clumsy ox. Like this dude is just a jerk in all respects of the word. Uh, and inside the owner of the, the, uh, the circus is just like, he's got his hands and his, his, face he's crying he's like my life's work it's gonna all be gone if i could only raise the money and clark comes in he's like hey how you doing i'm from the daily star do you want to uh do you want to say anything for the paper he's like oh what a reporter he goes okay you can tell your readers we're here with the greatest circus show on earth clowns animals acrobats a fine production typical of the success of the name of jordan has been associated with for years you can tell them that i've hired several hundred extra attendants to help handle the huge audience we get to expect. Can You got that? He's like, yes, sir. I'll make sure the next edition, this is in the next edition. Good luck, sir. So this guy, I assume he's lying to Clark. He's like telling Clark that they've hired hundreds of people to help handle the audience. So I'm guessing he's hoping that by writing that, people will think, oh, wow, there's going to be a big audience. We better get our tickets now. Uh, even though there really isn't. Um, but as Clark's walking away, he must he knows what's really going on. And, you know, he's walking off in the in the sunset, it seems like. There's an elephant there, and he, he has a big bubble, of, and he says, he says out loud, I don't know who the hell he's talking to, poor brave old man, faced with bitter disappointment and certain defeat, he yet has the courage to keep up an optimistic front. A guy like that deserves a break. And by golly, that's just what I'm going to give him. So if you understand what I'm saying to you right now, a man might lose his circus because of some bad business dealings. That's what Superman is here to stop. He's basically here to help a failing business. Um, That afternoon, the circus opens with all its blatant pomp and glory. Everyone's, you know, all excited. Let's, Let's go. And yet inside... There's barely anyone there. The clouds are like the clowns are like, how am I supposed to laugh and clown with all those empty seats staring at me in the face? <laughs> so literally, this, this is in the circus. He says he literally says, how am I supposed to laugh and clown with all those empty seats staring at me in the face? And in the in the audience is like three people. One of them says, pipe down and get to your act. <laughs> like he, he's like, I don't want to hear you complain. Just get your sto- get, get hurry up and uh, and get your uh, get do your clowning, whatever you clowns do. And one of the guys is like, sorry, boss, man, the, the, the tickets are, ter- the sales are just terrible. And the owner's like, oh, just as I predicted. But guess who else is in the audience? Mr. Clark Kent. 
He's like, this show is good, but it, it lacks flash. And that's where Superman takes a hand. So he thinks this. Then he goes home, gets in the mirror, and starts taking off all his clothes. Says, that evening, with, within the privacy of Clark Kent's apartment, a miraculous transformation occurs. Off comes glasses and street clothes. Clark's meek figure straightens erect. Interesting choice of words. And a few instances later, the retiring reporter is replaced by the dynamic Superman. He's doing the Superman pose. Again, he's alone in his apartment doing the Superman pose for himself in the mirror. And he jumps out the window because you can't, he, that makes sense. You can't see, you know, Superman coming out of Clark's apartment. The neighbors will be like, oh, Clark knows Superman. They would never put two and two together. Uh, and he makes another jump. He's like, a, they call him a living projectile. He leaps his way all the way to the circus and heads right back to the wagon where he saw um, where he saw the owner. He sees the lights on. He's like, oh my God, the light's still on at this hour? This guy, this poor tortured man, he, he, uh, he can't even sleep. So he, the guy's inside going through all the paperwork and he's like, oh my gosh, all these figures, I don't know, what, what am I doing here? My entire life, I'm going to lose everything. And Superman just kind of opens the wagon because he's brash and he doesn't care about anyone's personal space. And he's like, turn around and don't be alarmed. And the guy says, what, 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 what? He's like, a burglar? Well, you've come to the wrong place, buddy. I don't even have money. I don't have enough money for you to buy cigarettes. He's like, no, no, you misunderstand me. But while this is happening, the guy reaches under, because, you know, he's, he's a circus owner, carny folk. You know, they're used to like some rough people. So he reaches under and he grabs an automatic handgun out of his drawer behind him. And he whips it onto Superman. And he says, listen, the next place you're breaking into is jail. And Clark's like, listen, if you won't listen to me and believe me, there's nothing left for me to do except. And the guy's like, hey, back off. I'm warning you. And Superman's come on. Give me the gun. You're going to hurt yourself. And really quick, Superman goes, takes the gun right out of his hand. He's like, you mustn't play with toys. And then he takes the gun and he crushes it in his hand. So this guy, maybe he's a licensed gun owner. You just, Superman just destroyed property. You think that's bad though. Uh, The guy said, what? You squeeze that as if it were made of putty. Who, Who are you? What do you want? And Superman's like, I want a job with your circus as a professional strong man. And the owner's like, but I already have a strong man who can bend iron and lift metal balls. He's like, will you please step outside for a moment? So Clark then says, can your strong man do this? He lifts the wagon, the wagon that they were just in, the owner's wagon, basically the owner's house, lifts it over his head to show how strong he is. And the owner's like, oh my goodness, this is crazy. And then he goes, can he do this? And he punches the wagon, literally smashes the wheel off this wagon, puts a giant hole in the wagon. Again, this is the wagon the man lives in. Superman asking for this guy for a job as a strong man, and he's saying, I'll show you how strong I am. I'm going to beat the shit out of your house. He rips this man's, the hole in this wagon, smashes it, and then he says, or this. And then the next to the panel, he's literally kicking the wagon into space. It is just taking off. It is gone. It, it will probably land on some, some family. 
It'll, it could land anywhere. Who knows where it is? And the owner's like, uh, so he says, can your strongman do this, this, or this? Which, again, is just complete dam- uh, property damage uh, and definitely vandalism. And the owner's like, no. <laughs> and then Superman goes, then I'm your new strongman. And just like that, Superman has taken a job from someone uh, and, and destroyed property, scared the hell out of this guy. Like this guy, he's clutching his chest. Like if you see this panel, this is panel 41 in Action Comics number seven. This man is clutching his chest and Superman passes his hands on his, on his waist and he's like, I'm your new strongman. And that's that. I, I picture that like David Putty saying that. Um, he's like, look, uh, this show isn't even making any money. I can't afford to pay you. He's like, it will be when I start working. What your circus needs is a sensational attraction that I'll draw a great gate. Did you ever hear, when I hear draw a gate, I think of wrestling. Did you ever hear of Superman? I mean, he could have led with that. That guy goes, I, I did I? I should say, no, you're, you're not. You're not him, are you? In person, star attraction of Jordan's circus. Like he's already saying, I've got the job goes to shake his hand. He's like, Superman working for me? Oh, baby, this is too good to be true. And he's like, okay, it's getting late. You, you should go to bed now. So he makes the old man go to bed. Next day, they take out a full paper, full ad in the paper and all the papers saying the Superman has joined the circus. Check it out, check it out. Uh, the, the, the guy who wants to buy the partnership, he's like, dude, boss, uh, someone runs in and he's like, have you seen the papers, boss? And he's like, I'm too busy to look at them right now. He's like, well, you're not too busy to read this. An ad for the Jordan Circus. A big fuss over a new strong guy. Give me that paper. Well, I never. Don't know what this is all about, but we're going to look into this. Come on. So now Niles and his little crony head to the circus because they want it to fail. Again, I don't understand. They want it to fail so they can be partners with them. You want to be partners in a failing business. Again, I'm not sure how that helps with the investment or the loan. I don't know how any, unless of course he takes it over and then sells it. Maybe that, I don't know. Uh, Over at the Daily Star. Okay, this is an interesting, I don't know what this means. It says Lois Lane, sob sister on the Daily Star. Sob sister on the Daily Star. I don't know what sob sister is. Is that, is that like a, I mean, it seems like, are they, are they like making a derogatory mark, a remark to a woman? Like, oh, she's this emotional woman. I don't know. Or sob sister or something else. I have no idea. But it says sob sister on the Daily Star also finds the ad. And she's like, Superman in person, here I come. Because she is smitten for the Kryptonian. Well, he's not a Kryptonian yet. He's just an alien. Uh it's crazy. There's like a mob of, of, of curiosity driven crowd. There are so many people at the circus there and, um, everyone, you know, is showing up, but of course who shows who crosses paths, but we see that guy, Niles, we see his little crony and we see Lois Lane. They're kind of, they don't know each other. They cross paths. They have no idea who each other is, but, um, Niles is like, I don't like the look of this at all. This is looking like a success. And, Inside, uh, Jordan's like all excited. He's like, oh my God, look at this money. It's pouring in. I owe it all to Superman. So there's a huge crowd of people waiting. Uh, they're like, 
This huge, you know, this huge seated throngs waited tensely for the big show to begin. Thousands of tongues babble. Who is Superman? Is he human? Why all the fuss about him? So there are like, I mean, kids, there are grownups, everyone's there. Some people there to see Superman. Some people there to be like, what is the Superman we're even hearing about? And all of a sudden the circus starts and we have clowns frolicking, acrobats cavorting, animals being abused. Um, but the crowd does not seem satisfied. They're booing. They're, they're, well, they're not really booing. They're just screaming for Superman. We want Superman. Give us Superman. All they care about is Superman. And then the ringmaster comes out. He's like, it's impossible for us for, to, for us to continue with you guys being such loud jerks. He, this is me sum, you know, uh, summarizing. So, uh, yielding to your request, we waste no time in presenting Superman. And they're like, yay. And the crowd is cheering and Lois is cheering. I'm going to see him again. Superman, my dream lover. Oh, why don't they hurry? She is head over heels in love with Superman. And who comes out? But the original strongman. So at least they didn't fire him. Like that would have been something if this guy was out of a job. Um, but now he's there as kind of the laughing stock. So the the ring is cleared. A professional strongman walks in and he starts lifting these huge weights over his head. But it's not Superman. And they're like, boo, boo. We've been, he goes, so that's Superman? We've been gypped. Give us back our money. Now, it came to my attention maybe if I don't know how long ago that gypped is a derogatory term. It's like it's it's spelled G Y P P E D, meaning like you know you 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 stole from me like a gypsy, which is right. That's derogatory, isn't it? Now I never understood that, so I just gypped meant to me that you were being you know you were being taken advantage of and stole or you know someone was. You know, not giving you what you thought uh, something was worth, or, you know. um, but it just it's it's not a term. That, it's a term now that I notice when I hear it. It's not just like a term that I'm like, oh yeah, they they stole from you, they they swindled you. And I hear gypped, I'm like, ooh, you like I I think just because it was brought to my attention at one point, and it's something that I I'm not even sure I use that term anymore. It feels old. Um, but it just, it's, it's interesting. It's funny. It's, it's something I just noticed. I don't know what, why I'm trying to say it, but it's interesting to see it here. And again, it's not something that I, I, I don't think I even use that term anymore, but anyway, that's what they feel like. They have like, give us back our money. Super, you know, this ain't Superman. And you know, the guys that, uh, Niles, he's like, huh, you know, like, uh, it looks like Jordan let a boomerang fly, huh? Which I guess they meant, I don't know what that means. Like he, they, oh, he, he threw he threw out an idea and it came back smashing in his face, I suppose. And that was the the crony. And Niles is like, and I will laugh when these disappointed customers mob that old fool. So they're going to be happy when um, when Jordan gets uh, um, mobbed and uh, killed, I guess, by the angry crowd. But then all of a sudden, at that moment, a figure high overhead seizes a trapeze bar and swings outward in a mad series of wild gyrations. Every eye is glued to it. A slip of the hand, and suddenly the figure plunges down toward Earth. Folks, this was all some giant theatrical setup. Bring out the bring out the crowd. Get the, do the circus. Great, great. But once they start roaring for Superman, bring out the regular strongman. They get all angry. They got all hot and bothered. And then all of a sudden. Up in the sky, 
on the trapeze. Here's the real Superman doing flips and oopsie slips. I assume slipping is also part of the job, part of the story, the plan. Because they're like, there's no net. Oh, no, he'll be killed. Down, down, plunges the figure, and he's twisting and turning in the wild abandon of, of a high diver, whirling and spinning, somersaulting. And then lands to the accompaniment of gasps, feet first, erect, unhurt. Again, word choice. And Superman's like, some fun. He lands and hits the ground on his feet. Then he um, grabs the strongman who was just there doing his job and the weight, the dumbbell, and he starts juggling them with no problem. And then he says, what puzzles me is which of these is the greatest dumbbell. So he's insulting the strongman, being a really kind of a, kind of a jerk about it. But the crowd is eating it up. They're going crazy. The ladies and gentlemen, we give you Superman. The place is going wild. I mean, they are, they're standing, they're throwing their hats. Women are throwing underwear. Okay, I made that part up. But they are cheering their lungs out. Everyone is going nuts. And the, um, the crony there is like, holy Moses, that old man's got something. And Niles is just like, shut up. I don't want to miss a thing. And then down in the ring, you've heard of an elephant lifting a man, but did you ever dream of this? Superman takes an innocent elephant and just raises him up with one hand, holding the elephant over his head. The elephant has this um, has an exclamation point over his head, like he is like, "What is going on here?" But in reality, the elephant is is panicking and probably about to have a heart attack because of the uh, abuse that Superman is doing to it. It's got a giant J on it. I thought it was going to be for Jumbo, but it makes more sense that it's for Jordan, the uh, the circus. Um, but after that. Um, moment they there's a guy in the crowd who's a drunkard it says a drunk in the audience takes one look at superman lifting the elephant and proclaims to the amusement of those around him i don't mind seeing pink elephants but this is too much so and they're all laughing (laughs) look at that guy oh he's so funny the way he's ruining his liver and that guy um niles i want to say niles crane but that's definitely not him um, the, the, the bad guy or the guy who wants to take over the, the circus, he grabs his crony, looks like he's holding his hand and he's like, let's get out of here. I got to get where I can think, think. And the guy's like, this calls for a conference. So they go to a diner and they're like, my goodness, you know, with all this money pouring in, he'll be able to pay off his bill. And if he does that, you know, we're not going to be able to get our hands on this circus. So they're like, do you have any ideas? And um, the that guy's like, yeah, you know, if accidents start happening, okay, people get injured, performers, maybe customers, by accident, of course, of course, wink, 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 that'd be really bad. The circus would probably, um, you know, start to be jinxed and people wouldn't go anymore. And the crony's like, I get you, Niles. I've got to hand it to you. You've got brains. Um so it seems like there's a plan to um, sabotage the circus. I don't say sabotage. I say sabotage. Some people might get that reference. Anyway, there seems to be a plan to sabotage the, uh, the circus uh, because these guys really want, again, 
if you sabotage the circus and the circus starts to fail, why do you want half of that business? I just feel like there's some sort of logistic, um, something missing. There's like a step missing that these guys aren't right, really thinking of. It's like, yes, I finally own the half of a failing business. Anyway, back at the uh, circus, everyone's trying to, uh, to get a, a look at Superman. A bunch of reporters show up, and including Lois, and there's a security guy there. And it's like, sorry, Superman ain't seeing no one. Get moving. And Lois is like, hmm. Because it says Lois Lane isn't the type to give up easily once she's made up her mind. She's like, if I, could, if I were to conceal myself in this dressing room tonight, I'd catch him when he reported to work in the morning. So, Superman, so Lois wants to see Superman so bad that she's going to hide in his dressing room tonight, spend the night there, and then surprise him in the morning. And he's probably going to be like, oh my God, what are you doing here again? So the next panel, we actually see that evening, um, she goes back to the big tent. They call it the deserted big tent. I don't Was it not called Big Top at that point? Um, but we actually see her in her dress and her coat and her heels, and she's crawling under the tent. We just see her butt sticking out. She's like, I haven't done something like this since I was a kid. And, but when she gets inside, she's like, she notices a shadowy figure. And who is it? It's Niles Hireling. That's what they call him, the little crony. And he's got a saw, and he's like, and he's sawing one of the poles. And she's like, he's like, snooping. Well, I'll fix that. He, it's a dame. He grabs Lois. Um, I don't know. seems to be attacking her. There's a dog outside who's like, um, he's a watchdog. His name is Cracks. He's outside. He hears something. So he goes inside. This dude, while he's holding on to Lois, kicks the dog. So now I want this guy to die. Okay, you attack you attack a human being, you know that's that's that is that's messed up. You attack a dog, I wish death upon you. So um, he kicks the dog unconscious. He's like, take that, you nosy mutt. And then he he's carrying Lois. He's like, I gotta get this girl out of here. She saw my face and can identify me. So she brings her back to uh, the office of Niles, and he's like, you were a fool to bring the girl here. Now I've got to get rid of her. Go down to the circus, Trigger, and telephone me when the accidents occur. Oh, so the guy's name is Trigger all of a sudden. I feel like this is the first time I've noticed this. And they underline accidents to be like, wink, wink. He's like, okay, boss, I'm on my way. So he goes down to the circus, gets himself a pretty good seat. Um, He's like, I want to be able to lamb out of here quick when the things start popping. Now, he says this out loud. So if I was sitting next to this guy, I'd be like, excuse me, sir. Uh, What do you mean by that? And should I be leaving too? Because that seems like you think something bad's going to happen. Like you know something's bad bad's going to happen. Oh, and right away, something bad starts happening. Because the next thing we see, uh, the Le- Leo the lion is on the loose. He let the lion cage open. And uh, the cl- there's a clown. There's uh, some sort of ringmaster looking dude. And just a guy in a suit. They're like, lions loose, run for your life. But of course, Superman shows up just in time to, uh, I thought he was going to kill the lion. Thank goodness he didn't. He's like, come and get it. The lion jumps at Superman. Superman does a little twist, seizes the Leo by the scruff of the neck, and then it says he carries him back to his uh, cage like he's a harmless little kitten. He says, don't you know it's naughty to play hooky from your cage? But he didn't, he didn't 
abuse the animal like he did with the uh, with elephant. So I'm okay with that. While that's going on, uh, a woman on the trapeze, the trapeze breaks. She starts falling and plunging towards Earth. And Superman boom, runs over, catches her. He's like, there's definitely something crooked going on here. I wonder if... And then he notices that the huge pole, which holds up the entire big top, um, starts to sway. He's like, oh my goodness. And now this, he runs over. He saves it. He holds on to it. And while he's holding the huge pole, uh, he, you know, he, the people are repairing it while he's holding it. And I guess there's still people in the crowd, so they didn't have any any issue as far as people having to leave. Uh, and they're like, hey, cracks. He's really barking at that one guy trying to leave. And and Superman goes, I wonder if this has to if this has to do with any of these accidents and cracks having been found unconscious this morning. So cracks was unconscious all night, found the next morning. And now they're like, hmm, I wonder if something interesting happened. I wonder if this has anything to do with it. So Superman, I guess the pole is repaired now because Superman goes over to this guy. Now we know him as Trigger. He's like, what do you know about these deliberate attempts to ruin the circus? He's like, nothing. Let me go. So Superman takes him and tosses him straight into the air. He's like, ah, help me. The dude lands. Superman catches him. Uh, and then he does it again, and he does it again, and he does it several times. He's like, now tell me what I want to know, or the next time I toss you up, I won't catch you. I will let you fall to your death. He's like, please, 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 no, 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 no. Don't do it again. Derek Niles hired me. He has a girl reporter in his office right now. He's going to finish her off. So he spilled his guts to everything. Superman hears this, and, you know, if he just heard Niles, that he'd, he'd head over to his office, but he hears that he has a girl reporter, and it's to you know superman's you know what he thinks obviously is lois and uh right as quickly as he can he speeds he speeds so fast that he is just a blur a blurry streak of motion apparently he knows this guy told him where uh niles office is he shows up at the window and uh, lois is like superman and the guy's is like huh he's got a gun everyone has guns and superman says give me that gun Superman said, the guy's like, nope, shoot Superman. And Superman just says, those bullets are harmless to me as peas. The bullets bounce off him. Thankfully, they don't uh, hit Lois and kill her. They don't hit this guy and, you know, kill him. They just, I guess, bounce off the wall or something like that. I don't know. But literally, Clark goes all the way there to save Lois. Think about this. This guy had a gun and... (laughs) He goes there because she has Lois. Now, Lois could be dead. Lois was at gunpoint. Superman goes in there and says, stop. The guy shoots him. The bullets bounce off. And this guy faints. He faints. And Lois is like, he fainted away from sheer fright. Wait, I want to thank you for saving my life. And Superman goes, some other time. And just jumps right back out the window. Doesn't take this guy to the police. Doesn't doesn't take Lois out of this guy's office. Leaves Lois Lane there has you know nothing he just like he he jumps in he deflects a bullet the guy faints now maybe the guy woke up two seconds later but the guy faints and superman goes see ya and just jumps right back out the window and uh that's the end of the the circus i mean it says in the next frame the jordan circus now a success and niles and trigger jailed superman dons his guise of clark kent and returns to the daily star so 
this circus is a success because Superman joined the circus. They got enough money to pay off the bills. But again, does it even matter because the guys he seemed to be paying off are now in jail. But what about the next show? Does Superman show up for the next show? Is he a full-time performer? Does he come back every so often? It seems like, okay, the circus is a success, but it is successful because of Superman. Like, what are you going to do now? How are you going to top that? I'm not sure any of this was properly planned. Uh, It turns out that Superman was there to save some people's lives. Um, But again, if he didn't show up at all, this guy would have lost his circus, which I'm sure he's going to lose in a couple months anyway. And he'd still have that wagon or he would have sold that wagon. Now that wagon is demolished because Superman destroyed it. And these two, this guy, Niles, wouldn't be in jail, uh, would have gotten his, either been a partner or he would have gotten his money. Uh, it just seems like the danger that these people were in, they would not have been in if Superman wasn't there in the first place. So I'm not sure... Um, I'm not sure what we get on the hero level here. I feel like I want to start ranking, you know, heroics and, uh, there were some heroics in here, but also, uh, none of it had to happen in the first place. But anyway, he's back at the daily star back at the newspaper and, Oh, look at that. He's greeted by Curly again. And what does Curly do? He does the same thing. He pulls out Clark's tie. He's like, well, well, if that doggone tie of yours ain't out again. And Ooh, I feel like we get the first thought bubble where you see the little circles and it's not just, it's dotted. So we know he's thinking it, but we get circles now, which is, I like that. And Clark is thinking, you deserve a lesson and by golly, you're going to get one. And then the next frame, the, the final panel of the book, uh, it says shortly, there, shortly later, as Curly passes a door, a hand reaches out, seizing his clothes, jerks savagely. Seizes his clothes, jerks savagely. Okay, I read that right. Uh, And it said, why, Curly, you're undressed. So Clark really quickly ripped this guy, all this guy's clothes off. He's there in his his little tank top and his his underwear. Looks like a box shirt. Looks like he still has a belt on, which is weird. And the whole place is laughing. Ha, 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 ha. Both of these guys should be in HR. I mean, what Curly did was harassment um, and was like really jerky. But what Clark did was um, like borderline criminal, dare I say. Uh, and it just says at the, at, the, at the bottom, it says, and don't forget to read more fun comics. And that is Action Comics number seven. And I have to tell you, I'm almost positive I didn't read that. I don't think I've read that before, which is crazy because I feel like I, I, if I go to eight, I know I'm gonna. I know I've read that. I I didn't skip a bunch, did I? I don't know, but that one was a lot of fun. Obviously, my favorite moments were um, well, my favorite moments were when Clark left Lois there in the apartment. That was pretty funny. But the best thing in the whole story is when Clark's like, "I want to be a strong man." He's like, I already have a strong man. He's like, oh, can your strong man do this? Lifts up his wagon, smashes his wagon, and then throws his wagon, destroying it. And the guy's like, no. He's like, okay, then I'm your strong man. So Clark forced his way on there. Now, in the end, this guy can now afford uh, new wagons. 
but it was pretty risky. The clerk kind of, um, you know, held him over a barrel. Is that the saying? Something like that? Uh, so that's definitely my favorite moment in this uh, Action Comics number seven from December 1938. Folks, I want to thank you guys for listening and subscribing. Uh, new listeners, I really appreciate it. I wonder if you found me through Instagram. I'm on Instagram at Reaction Comics, where um, I kind of highlight some of my favorite panels in every episode, uh, in every issue. So once an, once an episode comes out, then I start highlighting the, the panels uh, that I think are my favorite in that issue. Uh, so I try to do it you know, on a weekly basis to coincide with the, with the episode that just came out. And uh, yeah, I feel like I've seen the, the numbers of the podcast go up a little bit, and I've been really pushing things on Instagram, so I'm hoping you found me there. Uh, if you did, thank you guys so very much. I'm also on Twitter, uh, but my Twitter account is actually my main name, Geek Mentality. Uh, that is, that's where you can find everything I do on Twitter. It's also a pod, another podcast I do. It's kind of like a project-based podcast. There's no set Geek Mentality show. Like I do a little episodes where I talk about one-off things here and there, but Geek Mentality is really project-driven. Uh, every June, I do something called Movie Month where I watch 30 movies and I do 30 podcasts. Um, I've also done something called Jogist, where last August I watched Jaws for 30, 31 straight days and did uh, 31 straight days of podcast. And that project uh, has led to what I'm working on now. Uh, well, I also am working on Big Screen Batman, where I watch and talk about every Batman movie. In the future, I'll be doing uh, Silver Screen Superman, which will coincide with this, of course, uh, talking about all the, su- the big screen Superman movies. But right now, in the month of March, going on right now as you listen to this, is something called Marchy McFly. If that sounds familiar, it's because it's based off of Marty McFly. Get it right, of course. Every day in March, I'm watching Back to the Future and talking about it every single day. Back to the Future is my favorite movie of all time, so it's, um, I love doing this, so I hope you check that out. Uh, and that's, that's really it, I think. So I want to thank you again for listening. Thank you for subscribing. And again, until next time, until the next episode, until the next issue, stay super. Fans not experts.